Welcome back to the Squared Sports Podcast. On this is podcast lane, Frank, when episode 112. It's your 112 episodes through. I got action-packed episode plan for you. We had an interesting NBA All-Star game, great week in college basketball, obviously some NFL news flowing around, and so much more. Stay tuned for action-packed episode 112. Let's hop into it. Let's start out episode 112, how we always do with the headlines in the NBA. That was an interesting All-Star game, to say the least. We're going to break it down later, but that looked like a layup line to me. It did not look like an interesting All-Star game. Bad city for it to be in. Obviously, dunk contest was great, and Rising Star was really good. But three-point contest, kind of lackluster. I mean, why was Julius Randle in there, even though I'm a Knicks fan? That was an interesting All-Star weekend, to say the least, in my opinion. So yeah, All-Star game, maybe need some improvement. We're going to talk about that later. Mac McClung went off in that dunk contest, though. And I've known this about Mack McClung. I think a lot of people, the non-casuals, have known this about Mack McClung because if you watch college basketball, you know this guy can dunk his way out of a gym. He can go crazy with his dunks, and that's what he did. Trey Murphy, I applaud him for his creativity. Mack McClung takes the cake in this one. What a performance that was by him. Nate McMillan got fired by the Atlanta Hawks today. They're going to part ways. And this comes a little bit of a surprise to me because they really got off to a good start with Nate McMillan. That first season, you know, takeover as interim, he didn't really want to take the job because Lloyd Pierce got fired. He took the job. He leads them all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. And that could have been a series that they would have won, but Giannis Antetokounmpo, and he won the championship that season. So, yep, you have a thing to build on. You made the Eastern Conference Finals. Last season wasn't so great for them. But then this season, you have a chance. You had DeJounte Murray. And they just don't cope well together. So that's why I think Nate McMillan was out the door, kind of had one foot out the door entering the season. So, yeah, Nate McMillan fired by the Atlanta Hawks at the All-Star break. Lonzo Ball also going to be done for the season. Didn't play much last season. Done for this season. And now his career trajectory is kind of going down. Because this is a guy who hasn't played basketball in over a year now. Really can't be able to run. Can't be able to cut. Was never really that insane at basketball. At least at UCLA and the NBA he wasn't. And then there was kind of a chance the Bulls he was playing well first two games. And then he gets injured. So that's going to be just interesting to see how does his career pan out for the rest of the years. Lonzo Ball in some trouble right now with his injuries. That's the thing to look out for. Damian Lillard won the three-point contest in his Weber State jersey. That was an awesome thing to see right there. And Russell Westbrook, the newest member of the Los Angeles Clippers. So he doesn't have to change area codes, doesn't have to change anything. Can he still be playing at Staples Center? That's an interesting thing to look out for right there. Does that change anything? This is a good move for the Los Angeles Clippers in my eyes. Let's move to NFL. We had an interesting week. Obviously, Jonathan Gannon hired with the Cardinals. Have you seen any of that press conference, new stuff, meeting with the players? He seems a little bit goofy head coach. So I want to see how this move works. Obviously, I had a terrible outing this Super Bowl against Kansas City Chiefs. That'll be interesting right there. Eric Bieniemy heading over to the Washington Commanders to be their offense coordinator, trying to help himself get some call plays. Let's see how the real Eric Bieniemy is, because if this offense fails, that can all be punt Eric Bieniemy and not so much Ron Rivera. So is it all past Rome's Andy Reid that has built his success, or is it on him? Let's see. Eric Bieniemy making career change, going over to the Washington Commanders to be their offense coordinator. Lamar Jackson, obviously some news going out today. Franchise tags, finally able to be put on. I want to see how it affects him. We're going to talk about it. Maybe they won't franchise tag. Maybe they'll let him walk. Or maybe they'll trade him. Maybe they'll sign him to a long-term deal. A lot of possibilities with the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson in this situation. For MLB, we have the World Baseball Classic nearing in just a few days. And also, spring training players are reported. It's awesome right there. Spring training, baseball, we're getting back in that mood. Leave your thoughts on that in the comments. Now, take the week. This week's take of the week is why MLB players should be able to play in the Olympics, the Summer Olympics. 
if NHL players play in the Winter Olympics, and I'm talking about the stars of the NHL, Alex Ovechkin, say Sidney Crosby, all these guys are playing for their respective countries. Why can't MLB players do that? Because it was the first time in about a decade that we saw baseball in the Olympics this time around two years ago in Tokyo. But no MLB players were allowed to do it because it was during the season. It was Todd Frazier, the star of that team, eight free agents, and then minor league players like Simeon Woods Richardson. So it wasn't really these top guys. And then it'll be, but you have also the World Baseball Classic. World Baseball Classic, a little bit different. Let's think of it like this. You know FIBA, World Cup, basketball? That's not really something players like to do. It's a thing that young players like to do. You're not going to see Kevin Durant playing in that. You're not going to see Dave Miller and Anthony Davis playing in those things. But the Olympics, every NBA player, most NBA players want to play in that one. It's not like the World Cup WBC. I compare it to FIBA. If there was a type of World Cup summit for baseball, it would be the Olympics. And this is a big opportunity for the MLB. 2028, Olympics come to Los Angeles. You take a two-week pause in the season, and you let the players do the Olympics. I think players would like it. It would be interesting. Maybe someone tears their ACL. That would obviously be horrible right there. But NHL players do it in the Winter Olympics. They take a two-week pause. Why can't MLB players do that? That's my take of the week. MLB players should do the Olympics. Baseball should be allowed in the Olympics. One of the most worldwide sports played. I think it's number two behind soccer. So that's my thoughts right there. Leave your thoughts on that in the comment section. Now, top five. This week's top five is the top five storylines to watch in the NFL soft season. Let's hop into it. Number five, the New Orleans Saints. How does this whole situation get approached? The quarterback situation, James Winston, Andy Dalton, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, this defense, this aging all-star team. Because this was, at one time, an all-pro bowl, all-all-star, all-amazing type of team that can win a Super Bowl for you. But not anymore. Michael Thomas, nah, doesn't have the juice. Alvin Kamara doesn't have the same juice he used to. Mark Ingram, definitely not. Cam Jordan really isn't there. Demario Davis? Marshawn Lattimore? These guys are regressing. I don't want to see how they approach that. Are they going to do a massive rebuild? Or are they going to get back into Number five, New Orleans Saints. Number four, Dallas Cowboys. And it's interesting because I saw Nick Wright go on the herd today and say that he thinks the Cowboys might trade Dick Prescott for the number two overall pick and take CJ Stroud. And I like that right there. Because if you are the Dallas Cowboys, you say, there's the best quarterback in the league, Patrick Mahomes. They get a bunch of guys like Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, maybe even Justin Herbert, a few other guys in there. And then you have the region of Dak Prescott, Daniel Jones, guys who aren't really going to win any Super Bowl. You have such a great roster outside the quarterback position. Do you think about getting rid of Dak Prescott? And this is a real thing. Injury prone? Interceptions? I don't think it's the worst debate out there. Four, Dallas Cowboys. Number three, Aaron Rodgers. Maybe he's a Dallas Cowboy. And that's not going crazy right there. Aaron Rodgers, definitely a thing right there. Obviously where he goes. I think he's moved on from Green Bay. I think Green Bay has moved on from him. He's entering his retreat right now. He might have made his decision by the time this episode ends. But it'll be interesting. Aaron Rodgers, I don't know where he goes. Maybe it's Raiders. I think that would be interesting. And your career in Vegas. He'd like to live in the desert part of Vegas, whatever it might be. Maybe he goes over to the Rams. Maybe the Rams like to move on from Matthew Stafford. That could be interesting. There's obviously a lot of options. Tampa Bay, wouldn't that be interesting with Tom Brady gone? But number three, Aaron Rodgers. Number two, and this is a big one. It's also near to me. The New York Giants, because I'm obviously a diehard New York Giants fan. I want to talk about this later in my GM hat. But right now, how do they approach this offseason? Because this whole great season they had this year can all blow up in about a day, in about a minute, in about a second. If Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley part their ways. Daniel Jones, obviously franchise quarterback, but it's irreplaceable. Like I said, the Dak Prescott thing. You have these Mahomes. You have these Joe Burrow. You have these Josh Allen. Does Daniel Jones enter that region? Or is he in the Dak Prescott type of area? I think he's in that Dak Prescott type of area, if not lower. 
So Kenny winning the Super Bowl, never Saquon Berkeley. How many great years do you have in there? So maybe the Giants move off Daniel Jones. Maybe Daniel Jones moves off from the Giants. Say Saquon Berkeley. You have a lot of first round picks this year. You can take Bijan Robinson to replace Saquon Berkeley. And you can maybe take Hennon Hooker or somebody else to replace Daniel Jones. Interesting thing like Alpha right there with the New York Giants. And now number one, Lamar Jackson. The prize thing. Does he go over to Miami? Does he stay in Baltimore? Again, master deal. Most athletic player in the NFL is on the market this season. That's about it for top five. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, did you know, this week's day you know, we're going global. School year at sports has gone global. We don't talk about soccer much on this show. The only time we've talked about it was Argentina versus France in the World Cup. But we have the Champions League going on right now. We've had some great matches already. We've had Bayern versus PSG. Obviously, Bayern won that match. And today, we had Real Madrid versus Liverpool. Liverpool gets out to a 2-0 lead, but then they lose 5-2. And they haven't beat Real Madrid since 2013. If you can't beat one of the best clubs in the world since 2013, a whole decade, that's pretty bad. For football terms, let's compare it to Michigan-Ohio State. If Michigan can't beat Ohio State for 10 years, that's pretty terrible right there. That's what's going on right now with Liverpool and Real Madrid. If you're a soccer fan, you're going to like this. That's the did you know for this week. Didn't know that? Leave down in the comment section. Now, let's do our Call of Juice Madness. We're near March Madness. I'm obviously going to do my bracket pick in about a month. That will be interesting. Last year, I picked Kansas. The year before that, we picked Illinois. So, one of two. We're on a hot streak right now. We're going to pick it in a month. See who my national champion is. I don't know who it is right now. Because college basketball is all up and down. You get new number one every week. It was Purdue, Alabama. Now it's Houston. Houston, number one team in the country right now. After good showing this week. Good win against Memphis on Sunday. They're number one. For Alabama, this team is up and down. You lose to Tennessee. And for Tennessee, they're also up and down. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But this Alabama team could potentially face some very big issues in the coming days, coming weeks, coming months, coming years, whatever it might be, for this program. But it could definitely affect their season this year. Obviously, the horrible situation with Darius Miles. I don't even want to bring up that situation that happened earlier in the season about two weeks ago. But then Brandon Miller, the best player in college basketball, their best player who they can't win without, he was involved in that situation, came up today. They're investigating it. This could be bad for Nate Oates, who said, kind of played it off. He said, wrong place, wrong time. But the details of it didn't look great. Look it up if you want to. Darius Miles, Brandon Miller, the horrible Alabama situation. This could definitely affect their season this year, next season, whatever it might be. I think problems are coming for Alabama this season, whatever it might be. But on the court still, they're also having problems. Alabama lost Tennessee as number one in the country. Alabama, not number one anymore. They're number two. Kansas, I think they're the best team in the country, even though they're not ranked number one. Kevin McCuller has been an amazing pickup for them. Grady Dick, one of the best freshmen in the country. Dejon Harris, obviously been a great piece. Senior guard, obviously amazing. He was great in that run last year, coming off the bench. Now he's starting this year, and they had a great comeback win. They erupted in the second half against Baylor. That was great for them. Baylor kind of had the juices flow in the first half, and then Kansas erupted in the second half. So that was a great one for them right there. Purdue, still struggling. They lose to Maryland in a hostile environment. So Purdue, really slipping right now. And this has always been stereotypical of Matt Painter teams. They start out great, and then they really regress. That's what's happening right now. Matt Painter really hasn't had any tournament success in my eyes. Let's see if they can get it this season. Purdue struggling right now. For Tennessee, obviously a very, very up-and-down team. You lose back-to-back games at the buzzer, and they say, that's not going to affect us. We're going to go out there, and we're going to beat number one Alabama. And that's what they did. They went out there, and they beat number one Alabama, and then they got tranced on and pounced on, roasted and toasted by Kentucky. 
I can't even use anything else to describe that game. Such a dominant performance by Kentucky. This Kentucky team can be a very good team. You have Jacob Toppin, brother of Obi Toppin, Kaysen Wallace, brother of Keaton Wallace. Not many of you are going to know who that is, but he played UTSA. Yeah, this is a very good team. Oscar Shibway, reigning Wooden Award, which is obviously the MVP of college basketball. Severe Wheeler, also a great player, point guard for this team. So yeah, interesting things coming for Kentucky basketball. Tennessee got smoked by them on Saturday. Michigan, this is a team that's still in the bubble, in my opinion. I think we still have a chance. I'm saying we because I'm obviously a diehard Michigan fan. That's good quad one for your win right there against Michigan State. I think they can compete with anybody in the Big Ten. I think that's why you can win the Big Ten tournament. You have to win a few more games to even get a good seed in the Big Ten tournament. I think if you can win after the rest of the regular season, maybe win one or two games in the Big Ten tournament, you're into the NCAA tournament in my eyes. And this is a team that can still do some damage in the NCAA tournament. We already talked about Baylor, how they had a very bad showing in the second half against Kansas, but obviously a great showing in the first half. Scott Drew, amazing head coach. But I want to see how this goes right here for the rest of the season. Won a national championship two years ago. Can you keep building that? They had a great regular season being a number one seed, but lost North Carolina. That was interesting right there. Scott Drew, let's see if he can bounce back with this, with Adam Flagler, with Keontae George, with a bunch of other guys on this amazing team. LJ Cryer, good guard. Texas, their rivals, they're rolling right now. Ronnie Terry obviously was put into a predictable situation this year with Chris Beard being fired, him getting put into a situation as head coach. Ronnie Terry done a good job, though. This is a team that definitely won the national championship very well around him. Uh, he's got Brock Cunningham, you got Sir Jabari Rice. Yeah, these old guys like Brock Cunningham who can help put the glue together for this team. Not just the Timmy Allens, not the Sir Jabari Rices that hold this team together, not the Tyrese Hunters. It's the old guys, the veterans. That's why this Texas team is built for a good NCAA tournament run. Kentucky, talked about them. That was a great one for them against Tennessee. They still have a chance to the NCAA tournament. And then for Gonzaga, this is a very experienced team. And I want to say this right here, because whenever people start finding out about Gonzaga, oh, this is Mark Few guy. He's had a few good NCAA tournament runs. He made an NCAA national championship. Let's go play for him. He's these five-star recruits, five-star transfer recruits saying this. And ever since they got those five-star recruits and five-star transfer recruits, they've been horrible. Chad Holmgren, they couldn't do anything with him. Suit 16. Jalen Suggs, they lost the national championship. And they've lost transfers right now. So I want to see how that goes in that civil tournament. Built team. They have some good wins this season over Kentucky. I want to see how that goes. Michigan State also, they have a good win over. So yeah, Gonzaga still can be being teams like Pepperdine by only three points. So that's interesting right there. Gonzaga, let's see how they do in March Madness. That's about college basketball madness this week. Leave your thoughts and comments. Now, my GM hat for this week. Bringing it back, third straight episode, third straight week. Let's hop into it, doing the squared sports hat again. We need to get that big one, the noggin boss. We need to get the massive Brian Robinson friend hat. We need to get the massive one for squared sports. We'll get that for you for that my GM hat. But this week on my GM hat, I talked about earlier, I previewed it earlier, how the New York Giants can fully change the trajectory of the offseason in about one second. And let's talk about it. If I was the GM, in New York Giants, Joe Shane right now, or if I was the head coach of the Giants, Brian Dable, I'm not on my hands and knees begging for Dale Jones and Saquon Barkley to come back. These guys obviously had great seasons, but they're replaceable. Dale Jones, injury prone. Saquon Barkley, injury prone. They weren't this season, but they can be. The main thing with the Giants this year was they couldn't win the big games. You couldn't beat the Cowboys, and you couldn't beat the Eagles. You played the Eagles three times, lost all three times. You played the Cowboys twice, got destroyed both times. So I think it's interesting, right? Because Daniel Jones doesn't show that Patrick Mahomes level. He doesn't show that Joe Burrow level. He doesn't even show that Dak Prescott level. Saquon Berkeley can beat the top of his game, but in the big games, disappears. Running backs are replaceable. That's been shown. Saquon Berkeley, 
can also be a part of that club of being replaced. Example is Todd Gurley. Where is Todd Gurley right now? Retired. This was a guy who was Offense Player of the Year in 2019. 2019, Offense Player of the Year, and he's retired right now. That's Todd Gurley. So this is interesting right here. Let's see how it goes with New York Giants. I think best option for the New York Giants, and if they can bring back Daniel Jones, stick on Berkeley, that's great. But I'm also saying, you're not giving Daniel Jones $45 million again away with it. That is not acceptable for Daniel Jones, $45 million. And then make Saquon Barkley the highest paid running back in the NFL, also not acceptable. I'd say Christian McCaffrey, a little bit less than a Christian McCaffrey type of deal is acceptable. But I think the perfect guy would be maybe taking B. John Robinson with your first overall pick. First round pick, taking B. John Robinson. Amazing running back, could be the next Adrian Peterson, could be better than Saquon Barkley. I think he will be. Bijan Robinson, amazing, that type of player. Didn't really get incorporated much in college, but in the games, you see that Kansas game this year, he had three touchdowns through a quarter. Amazing player, Bijan Robinson. And then for the quarterback situation, next year, great quarterback class, Drake May, Caleb Williams. This year too, CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, Hennon Hooker. Hennon Hooker could be, say, a Jalen Hurts type player. Kind of falls through cracks in the NFL draft and then turns into an amazing player. So that's about from my GM hat this week. Why the New York Giants shouldn't be on their hands and he's begging for Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley to come back. Shouldn't be paying these guys the top price. They're replaceable. That's about for my GM hat this week. All right, let's do a little spotlight on the NBA All-Star game because what I saw on Sunday night was atrocious. And it comes in a lot of ways. Maybe the broadcast? Broadcast wasn't excellent even though it was a little bit interesting. Obviously, they're trying to set new things. Draymond Green doing silent reporting. TBS and TNT. Maybe it needs to be switched over to ESPN. Mike Breen, all these new guys. Maybe it's where the city is because it's Salt Lake City. That is a horrible spot for them to be also going to be. I'm not even asking for it to be in Miami. I'd say somewhere just regular, somewhere neutral, somewhere interesting. New Orleans, they've done a few times. That's interesting. Somewhere else outside of Salt Lake City, that's a very boring city. And the next year, you're going to Indiana. Last year was Cleveland. Chicago was awesome. That was a good spot for an NBA All-Star game. So just an interesting type of city to do the NBA All-Star game in. Maybe Dallas. Just an interesting city in the NBA. San Antonio even. Texas. Phoenix. Yeah, that'd be crazy if they did Phoenix again. But yeah, NBA All-Star game. The venue this year was not up to par, in my opinion. Not interesting at all in Salt Lake City. Even players are mad about saying, I've never had an NBA All-Star game where there's no traffic downtown. No traffic in Salt Lake City. This was probably the worst selection ever. For an NBA All-Star game. And I get Adam Silver was trying to reward smaller markets. Okay, that's fine. Don't reward Salt Lake City. That is a horrible market. That's below low market, in my opinion. Indiana, okay. Charlotte, that was pretty fun. But now you're going over Cleveland last year. Interesting stuff right here with the NBA. Next year, two years, might be Milwaukee. So yeah, NBA All-Star game. The venue, that needs to be switched. That's number one. To interesting, make the game a little bit more interesting. Same with broadcasting. But the literal game itself... That was atrocious. That was a layup line. And I liked it the first year when they had this new target score format because defense was played. Every year, they bring new things to the NBA All-Star game. Starts out great, and then every year gets worse. The first year, they drafted teams instead of doing East-West. It was amazing. It was a one-possession game. And then years later, it kind of got terrible. Then they bring in the target score. Amazing first year. And then it kind of got terrible. So there needs to be new things into it now. I didn't like the format where you draft the teams right before the game. I like it. I mean, it wasn't even before the game. If you can just do it on the court, that's fun. Right before the game, right before the game starts. And I don't like how they pick reserves first, then starters, because somebody's going to get picked last anyways. Why does it matter? I don't like that either. This is interesting. I think you need to play defense in the fourth quarter. That should be maybe even a requirement. 
these players. I don't care if you do a layup line for the first three quarters. When you get to that fourth quarter, because they could have a chance. Team LeBron that when they're down by a little bit, and then Damon Lillard to the three. It's target score. Not a clock. Don't have to run out of time. It's not like where you say, oh, I didn't lose. I just ran out of time. No, you have enough time. There is no clock. You just have to play defense. That's my thoughts right there with the NBA All-Star Game. Maybe introduce a four-pointer, a five-pointer. Celebrity All-Star Game has a four-pointer before the NBA All-Star Game does. That's interesting to me. That's terrible to me. That's my NBA All-Star Game spotlight. Atrocious weekend, in my opinion. Dunk contest was good. That's about it. Leave your thoughts on that in the comments. Now, for At The Buzzer, this week's At The Buzzer, it's about the Brooklyn Nets. Now, I can trace you right here. Cooking for Brooklyn. Cal Bridges, cooking for Brooklyn right now. Cam Thomas, also cooking. These guys can put up great numbers without Kevin Durant, without Kyrie Irving, because this team was put in an improbable situation. You flip your switch from number one in the Eastern Conference, maybe overall-wise, not record-wise, and now you go to one of the worst teams in the Eastern Conference on paper. So you go from number one on paper to one of the worst on paper, I don't think it seems like that. This team is showing resilience. You're showing defense. Cameron Johnson playing great on defense. Mikael Bridges, obviously one of the best defense players in the NBA, was one of the last hints of defense Phoenix had left, and they traded him. Cam Thomas can obviously cook coming off the bench right now, but that's interesting. I still like it, though. He's a good shooter. Jack Avon knows what he's doing. They just gave him a multi-year extension. So this franchise had to set a reset button. I think they're doing it in the right way. Dorian Finney-Smith isn't the worst. Cal Bridge is definitely a good piece to build on. Cam Thomas, good piece to build on. And I like that Catrice cooking for Brooklyn. These guys are cooking for Brooklyn right now. That's about for the buzz this week. How do you think the Nets respond? Can they win a playoff series? That's the big question right there. I think they can. I love the way Brooklyn's playing right now without Kevin Durant, without Kyrie Irving, without all the toxicness in the locker room. That's about for at the buzzer this week. Now, the best last question today. This week's question is, did Mac McClung save the NBA dunk contest? Because that was an awesome shot right there. Let me know, throw Trey Murphy up there too, because he did great. Great creativity. I love that Jose Alvarado dunk. I think it should have just been 50 points for creativity. The 360, the Jose Alvarado game, the crowd hyped up. That should have been 50 in of itself. But awesome dunk contest by Mac McClung. The best dunker in the NBA right now, in my opinion. More guys should do the NBA dunk contest. I know Zion said he might do it, but he's going to be injured. But if Zion Williamson did dunk contest, could he beat a guy like Mac McClung? I don't know. I want to see Aaron Gordon in there again. I want to see Zach Levine in there again. So let me ask this one too. What would your dream NBA dunk contest be? Could it be John Morant? Could it be Mac McClung, LeBron James, Zion, Giannis, Damian Lillard again? It could be interesting. Zach Levine, Derek Jones, get a whole group of guys in there. I think it starts with adding more than four players, adding more than just these randoms. I thought Shane Sharp was going to be in it, but he backed out because he didn't make the Rising Stars game. So yeah, that was a great dunk contest right there. In my opinion, that's about the question of the day this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. That's about for Square Sports Lane Frank, episode 112. Thank you for tuning in. Follow Squared Sports on Instagram for awesome sports news, updates, and debates at Squared Sports. Follow Squared Sports on Twitter for news and polls at Squared Sport. Follow Squared Sports on TikTok for more amazing content at Squared Sport. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review the best sports content in the world. We'll be back here next week, episode 113. Stay tuned.